This week on Another Brother. You might want to wipe your device and clear out your <laughs> hearing aids. <laughs> <laughs> to have a life. I'm, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm, I'm sure you blame me. <laughs> Alex no, set the whatever. standard. Yeah, great. Yeah, laugh at that. Put, put a... <laughs> brother over there. Brother over there. Brother everywhere. So, by this point, everybody knows we've talked about Skinwalker Ranch, and things did not go according to plan. Now, there's going to be some skeptics out there in the audience. We understand that. <laughs> but you haven't experienced what we've talked about. Like, have you even watched the show? I'm talking to you, Johnny. Yeah, like, I had to do two editor's notes. And honestly, I could have done three or four, because things continued to go wrong as I was trying to edit the episode and export it and everything. And it's not because we're amateurs. No. And, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not exactly a professional at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I used to be. <laughs> you know, I, I worked in broadcasting for seven years. Granted, True. audio wasn't something I got to do a lot of. And I didn't do anything post-production ever. But this is an extremely simple signal flow. Yeah, it and it's is. an SD card for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. We record onto an external recorder, onto an SD card. I put that into my PC. I use professional software, Pro Tools, to do all of the editing and exporting, and uh, mastering. And so, what happened? Because you still haven't told us. So, as I was about to record the second editor's note to say. What? Boring alert. <laughs> no. So this, <laughs> oh. Actually, this was after I recorded the second editor's note. I was trying to grab the rest of the audio clips on the various tracks so that I could slide them over because now I needed to make more room for this extra right. editor's note. It started giving me, it just, it gave me a dialogue box that I've never seen before. And I don't even know why. I started selecting clips and it just said, nope, nope, nope. And I click. I kept clicking OK, and it just kept coming back. Okay, Ooh, okay, it's okay, a di okay. denial of service attack. I couldn't save. <laughs> I couldn't save that new editor's note that said, "By the way, all the really good stuff is what we lost." Dang. It didn't. It's like it didn't. <laughs> it's like, I, I didn't even want the this. people to know that there was good yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I do kind of hate it when they talk like that on the show. <laughs> the ranch <laughs> responded, but. Hey, it, when you poke the hornet's nest. And golly gee whiz, us talking about it really must have oh. upset. <laughs> Our four listeners know now. They yeah, know. Dad. I, you might want to wipe your device and clear out your <laughs> hearing aids. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't the only one to have weird stuff happen after the episode. So, right? Real I, quick, did we even mention that like our recorder just stopped the recording? 20 minutes into re us recording, it just stopped. Oh, yeah. That's so, like, that's another big thing. Like, we talked about the ranch alone for 28 minutes, mm -hmm. only to find out it captured 20 minutes. And then of that 20 minutes, it was like Swiss cheese. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the second segment we recorded was fine. Is that accurate? No, it was all lost, too. Oh. That's so, we had to record oh, yeah, Alex's story. That's right. And, 
hit record again. Yeah, so yeah. we came back the following evening to finish it off. Because we didn't alert. even notice. <laughs> it's crazy. But but also, I didn't even mention this until I heard about the other stuff. But So I have a I have you know, proof fancy guard. I drive a Tesla, <laughs> uh, which is all, you know, computer brains, man. And for the next, for the three days after we recorded that episode, it was not starting up. It wasn't connecting to my phone. I couldn't use any of the Bluetooth capability. I couldn't use my phone as a key. I had to use the super dumb RFID card, (laughs) (laughs) which I mean is really obnoxious when you're used to a certain standard of living. (laughs) And now, (laughs) and now I have to put this credit card on the center console just to drive the dang car. Hmm. And it wouldn't drive me itself anymore either for those three days. How dare it? I had to turn the steering wheel. Are you kidding? Dude, atrocious. <laughs> that sounds like something the ranch would want to happen. Right? I ended up rebooting the car twice. Holy cow. And I had to restart my phone. I ended up restarting my phone a total of probably three cycles. And then three days later, it, it all worked. <laughs> so, you, I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> it's aliens, but. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Okay, that's it for yeah. the ranch for now. Don't, right. Please don't punish us, ranch. We'll come back to you sometime. Yeah, don't worry about you it. You can punish us then. But now we're going to talk about Boy Scout camp. <laughs> Boy Scouts. Different kind of nerd. Summer. It's the season. It is. Oh, so we haven't even identified that we were all Boy Scouts and stuff yet. I guess not. For the audience. Probably not. Well, we were all Boy Scouts. Uh. How Boy Scouty were you guys? I was a life scout. Yep. That's where I got. Oh, I thought you got your eagle. You got no. your eagle. No, I didn't. You got arrow of no, light, though. I got real close, but I chose to focus on band. Cause oh, yeah. Because yeah. at that point in time, band was <clears throat> taking a lot of time. I can I can hear mom crying off in the distance. Me too, which is why I also stopped at life scout. So, Jacob, though, I think Jacob petered out at Tenderfoot. You plateaued, <laughs> didn't you? Oh, come on, no. I was obviously life as well. <laughs> None of I us stopped at, eagle? No, I stopped at life because I wanted to have a life. I'm, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm, I'm sure you blame me. <laughs> Alex no, set the whatever. standard. I just didn't want to go through the pain of that. The board. Yeah. Oh. The interviews I- and the questioning. And, and look at us now. Josh has a Tesla. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And huh. I edit my brother's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Although I learned when I enlisted in the army that had I had my Eagle Scout, I no. could have come in as an E2. What? Instead of an E1. That's like a hundred bucks more a month. Oh, so. But I mean, it's a lot more credibility too. It, you have a rank as an E2. As an E1, you just have a fuzzy. That's hard to. <laughs> you can't wear anything. Interesting. <laughs> oh, it's just it's, it's just, just a velcro it's on the, your chest. The velcro patch. Yeah, with no <laughs> nothing to put on it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that being said, <laughs> our experiences with scouting were awesome and great, and yeah, especially sure. summer camp was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. And growing up in Oregon, there were some really cool choices for summer camp. My favorite was probably the one on the coast. Yeah, Merryweather. Merryweather. Mary Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Right next to, according to the historians of the camp, Camp Merriweather, that's right next to Cape Lookout, which is apparently where 
Lewis and Clark ended their trek west. And they looked over the ocean and said, this is the place. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're confusing me. <laughs> See, I didn't care much for the Church history. history. Yeah. <laughs> scouting. But yeah, I liked Meriwether. Because Meriwether, my perception was that Meriwether was the, like, the more adult camp. Like, hmm. you were less handheld. Interesting. Hmm. I guess I get that because this is the only camp where I did, uh, what did they call that? An out something. Oh. Um, I think out something. Was it the, the pioneering merit badge? No, it, it wasn't a merit badge at all. Oh. A counselor of some kind at the camp would, they took all of us without our leaders down the beach and said, okay, see ya. Survive the night. You know, like survive. Like an excursion. Was it called the excursion? I don't think we called it that, Hmm. but we hiked a little bit further, found like this little V in the side of the, it wasn't exactly a cliff face, but it was a pretty sheer bit of sand dunage with like grass growing in it. So it kind of held its shape. There was like a V in that. We climbed up in there and it was a little bowl in the sand and we set up camp there, made a fire. Cool. Just stayed the night without any leaders. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have that experience. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of what that experience was called. But yeah, that was really cool. They had the astronomy merit badge. Yes, mm, right? that I did do there. Yeah. Nice. So there were some merit badges that only Camp Merriweather offered because yeah. the other locations weren't. Same with other camps. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of that camp, but. Baldwin. Baldwin, yeah. Camp Baldwin Baldwin. had uh, rock climbing and. Oh. Uh, Horseback riding was that was it in Central Oregon? Because I I never went to Baldwin. So I, I think it was. I don't huh. recall very clearly though. And Cooper, I never went to Cooper. You never went to Cooper. Where did Mm-mm. you go? Only Meriwether and Pioneer. I never went to Pioneer. Oh, so ah, did I do Pioneer? I might have. Pioneer's won. my number one. Dang it! It sad I never went. Well, so when I went to Meriwether, it was it was a merit badge grind. Oh. We filled as much time as we possibly could doing merit badges. Well, that yeah. include like environmental. Oh, what was that? Yeah, you know the one. Yeah, because I have a story about something. that one. Um, no, I don't know what this is. I can't remember the full name of it. It was more of like a study based. Sounds very learning Oregonian. thing. It was you like you like draw pictures of palm fronds mm-hmm. and track number of species of birds that you see in and out of a certain area, huh. and you keep a journal of. Yes. The, the environment around you. Yes. It was a, lots of journaling. Oh, it, yeah. You know what? I do remember that. It was a eagle, one of the requirement mm-hmm. badges. It was. Mm, that is nice. Yeah. It wasn't fun. No. So Mer- Meriwether was fun, but yeah, we were just so... I mean, I got like six or seven Mary badges at Meriwether. Did you do any like bonfires on the beach? No. Well, we no did do the astronomy one. That much. Yeah. We did the astronomy one where we had to go to the beach and observe the for like two or three hours just to observe the stars. That was cool. But Pioneer was more fun. We we obviously still got like four or some badges, but it was it was more fun. You chilled out a little more? Yeah. Wow. I, I, our yeah. thing, because again, with the group that I was scouting with, my friends and I, we were not all about the pair of badges. <laughs> <laughs> we would do them because you had to justify the expense. Yeah. So we would do some, but most of it was just kind of just enjoying being kind of off on your own in you the didn't woods. set up any squirrel traps did you we <sighs> did oh, okay i don't want to hear about them. yeah that was i don't want to hear about all them. josh's group yeah you don't want to hear about those no because <laughs> i know what my group did for squirrel traps oh. and that was, 
oh. enough for me. I thought it was no ridiculous. Ours, ours weren't percussive or kinetic in any way. Oh well, and they never kept the squirrels in them. The, <laughs> the squirrels the, got out. Okay, well, the trap that my group set up was not animal friendly. Hmm. Lasting damage to the animal. Oh if, wow. it, if it worked, I don't even know if it worked. I'd like on record, my group didn't set up a single squirrel trap. Good. So. We did play a hatchet game. I guess game. you actually learned something <laughs> from that merit badge. <laughs> Wait, you played what now? Related we, we in a different We called it the way. hatchet game. It was so good. Our <laughs> our camp was right next to the mess hall. Um, and we just had a, we had a stump. And okay. for some reason, someone had a hatchet with them. Okay. And sure. so we would just slam this hatchet down to the stump as hard as you could. And then the next guy in rotation would have to yank it out. And depending on how difficult it was to yank it out, you know, just determined... Who your score one who was better? It's okay. the, the inverse okay. of uh, Excalibur pulling Excalibur. <laughs> yeah. It's better than the that game where you like throw knives between each other's feet. Oh, and see gosh. who can get closest no. to the other person's foot. But we like we eventually got shut down because there was a whole group of kids uh, on the hill above us where the mess hall was just watching us. So you got reported. Yeah, so camps, counselors came out. Like, you, you can't do that. You would think that the troop from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints yeah. would be the straight shooting, uh, nerdy troop. But we were the opposite. Uh-huh. Every camp we went to. Every every other troop would have like the full uniform set, the, yeah. the boots, the socks. The official everything. shorts. <laughs> and so later when I did the uh, Scoutmaster thing. Yeah. That would have been oh, like three hundred dollars right. easy mm. per person for those full uniforms. And I mean, it's cool it's if you crazy. do scouts that way. But for us as young men in the church, it was a required thing. Like you, you did Boy Scouts. Yeah, it wasn't so much of a for free choice else, that we were made just to do Boy it. Scouts. They yeah. wanted to be Boy Scouts. I, mean, I, I wanted to be a boy. You wanted the outdoor experience. I wanted the experience. I didn't. Yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like I, I had some badges that were safety pinned on. Of course. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> you never learned to sew them on yourself. Yeah, neither did exactly. I. <laughs> so this this kid comes up to me and says, why aren't your badges sewn on? Oh, wait. Because my mom hasn't sewn them on yet. <laughs> 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 you don't sew on your own badges? Like, <laughs> Okay, we're different. We're <laughs> you call yourself a Boy Scout? <laughs> In comparison to everyone else there... Our troops were always basically the punk rockers <laughs> by comparison. Yeah. Uh, and for real, we kind of let the BSA down <laughs> yeah. when we went to camp. I suppose we did. Well, and you have the skits, right? So you always have like the end of camp skits. And we never, my group never once did one. Nope. Nope. Like, but I feel like all these other groups had like a little laundry list of like choices and they were always really good. And really funny and really w- well done. And I'm like, you guys clearly spend a large percentage of your time yeah. working on these skits that I just, you know, didn't have a... Don't care about. Yeah. That's part of why I enjoyed Pioneer. They actually had a relay race. Hmm. So, you know, there's cool. like a, a running leg, three-legged race section, swimming, canoeing. And we we did. We showed up. We got second place. Wow. I let out on that running leg and got off to a good start, but... So that was fun. That was cool. Oh, was there like mm-hmm. um, an A-frame where you have to lash, like use your pioneering merit badge and like lash together an A-frame and then like stilt walk it over? Probably something, like that. something like that. Yeah. Interesting. This sounds kind of familiar. 
Yeah, I always thought Pioneer was kind of like the outdoor adventure one. Like, did they have a ropes course? course? Um, no. I feel like one that of those was Baldwin, did. I think. Baldwin. Or Cooper. I think yeah, Cooper. Was too. It, it's, it wasn't Baldwin. So it must have been Cooper. I always remember, I always thought of Cooper as like the vanilla, the vanilla camp. Like the easy experience. You go, they have the mess hall where they cook all your food for you. Unlike Meriwether, where they bring it out to you in milk cartons oh, or milk yeah. crates. Remember that? Uh, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Would you say, or maybe it was Baldwin? One of no, the, Cooper. Uh, yeah. Cooper cooked and Meriwether yeah, gave you, you milk crates. You had to cook. Yeah. I remember doing breakfast oh, yeah. at the very least. Yeah. At camp. <laughs> yeah. Although I remember at Cooper, we had a stew like for our first night dinner. And nothing in that stew was cooked. The oh, potatoes no. were raw. Oh, <laughs> carrots were raw. The draw carrots are, you know, delicious. But might have been the first troop of the summer, so the crew was still <laughs> learning how to cook. Oh, disgusting! That might be a fun job for me. Actually, I think I would enjoy being the camp cook <laughs> at a Boy Scout camp. I mean, I think we were we were probably the the boys that the other scouts detested. For example, at Merriweather, like we found a group yeah. of boys that were just like obnoxious and annoying and kind of abusive. Like we'd go wandering in the woods. This is not where I thought this was going to end up going <laughs> this conversation. No, you'll see. That's so fair. we'd go wandering in the <laughs> My bad. The no, whole no, segment. No, no. Yeah, no, the, the whole, whole segment. segment. Hey, th- this is how it goes, right? We, we punks. <laughs> throw it well, out there. And... Well, I mean, so we would get honey in our milk crates. Okay. And we identified where the camp where these guys were oh, that were being gosh. jerks and we'd sneak in it the cover of night, cover of darkness, and they left their boots out of their Oh my gosh. Uh, and we just filled them with honey. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> okay. My group never did anything like that that I'm aware of. But we did lean into this punk identity that other people kind of seem to see us with uh, like we showed up to like the first flag ceremony in the morning on the on the first morning and you could just tell everybody was looking down on us so we were like <laughs> okay cool well, that's how you like, want it then that's how you're gonna get it yeah because <laughs> so, we're wearing jeans and stuff exactly heaven, heaven we're wearing denim yeah <laughs> I've, I've got one memory that really typifies the same thing too once and only once did we do a jamboree Oh, I never did. Jamboree mm. is like the the embodiment of the nerdy Boy Scout. Yeah. Right, because you're supposed to have like your own, your troop cheer. <laughs> right. You make and bring a banner for your troop. All this just ridiculous stuff. You're supposed to be in your full outfit the entire time. Troop 87, baby. Troop <laughs> <All> 503. Of- <laughs> <laughs> You do all these challenges and obstacles and things, and you're supposed to have this stuff with you. Like there's a, you've got a string 15 inches up and you got to build a fire and burn it the fastest. We didn't even have matches with us. So <laughs> True we, Boy Scouts. we got the fastest yeah. time, but because we had to borrow matches, we didn't win. You it. weren't prepared. Anyway. You Jason, were not prepared. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> we, we hated it. It was so lame and so boring. So Jason did a rain dance. And oh, rained them out. A rain dance. <laughs> and sure enough, yes. a couple hours later, it started to absolutely pour. That's awesome. Right? This is this wasn't even summer. This is Oregon springtime. And it just dumps. So I, all right, come on, leaders. We're not doing this. You know what we are. I think this is dumb. Let's go home. And we did. <laughs> wow. 87 yeah, packs it up we and didn't, leaves the jam. Wow. I mean, it was, it was just right in the valley. 
we, we didn't drive far. It was like Mission Bottom or something like that. Oh. It was really well, if close. they didn't think 87 sucked before that, <laughs> they certainly did. I just, you know, I credit, I credit the dads, the fathers who were like, they're not getting any value from this. We have stuff we could be doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're packing up. We have, we have nothing to gain here. But we got, we got the real full experience. Like we may have looked like loser Boy Scouts to everybody else there, but boy, did we go hard in our troop with the campouts and all the high adventure. Yes, activities. that's what I was going to say. Our, our high adventures were in sharp contrast to the organized BSA summer camps. Did you say BSA <laughs> summer camps? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the high adventure wasn't wasn't scouting. I mean, I guess not, but yeah, only in the sense that, like, had we done uh, a service project at the end, it would have been. And we would have gotten a badge for it. Everyone oh. had enough badges to get the eagle. After, <laughs> you know, after it wasn't every, about the badges well, anymore. No, but yeah. it's not even a merit badge. It's just oh. a, you completed a 50 miler okay. special yeah, decorative badge. Yeah, like your goodwill, goodwill badge with the things around it. Right. But yeah, that was the only thing stopping us. Because, you know, surviving 50 miles on the river, whitewater rafting, or 50 oh, miles man, up in the was... mountains trekking for an entire week isn't enough. You have to also perform a service project <laughs> while you're out there. And those were pretty legitimate. I mean, there's rattlesnakes. We came will face to face with rattlesnakes pretty frequently. Lots of bear droppings. <laughs> lots of river deaths. Yeah, the river, <laughs> some of those crossings were, yeah, they were kind of scary. Ah, uh, Stoners! Your hair stands in the end, the back of your neck. Something struck the boat. I don't know what it was. It looked like a giant ape with a man's face. I don't think it is a human. I think it's a Sasquatch. Well, for the first cryptid story, it's only fitting that I go with a Bigfoot-like creature classic all right, all right oh like creature we're not in america so i can't say that it is sasquatch or bigfoot yeti dude we're going back to russia already oh yeah already okay, okay. I, I can't help it um oh man i i've had the feeling in the past to say this just to get it out there i love the culture the language the people of russia putin the government the state hate it all fully on ukraine's side Okay, well, moving on. Mic drop. Like, if, if you were to look at, like, just Google Maps and then scan the globe of, like, if Bigfoot is out there somewhere, dude, Russia is where it would be. Hmm. It is just massive. Right. And so... Remote. Like, a lot of it, isn't it? Really yes. Remote? So, what's the opposite so, of densely populated? Oh, sparsely. Remote. Sparsely. <laughs> remote. Yeah, it's are so you, remote. So, are you in the camp that Bigfoot is a single mythological creature or a species or aliens oh no <laughs> <laughs> or is it alien visitors prisoners that are released on earth i don't think it's a single individual okay i think it's a species we can get to theories later i have my own working hypothesis of alien versus what for wow, bigfoot. you really are the bigfoot one i, I do not think about this <laughs> okay okay russia okay no. russia. <laughs> So obviously uh, across all of Russia, 
there are a bunch of enclaves of indigenous peoples yeah. throughout the entire land, right? Yeah. Again, it's just right. so expansive and massive. So with that, you have lots of different uh, oral traditions and ideas of, of or sightings of Bigfoot mm-hmm. um, in the Caucasus region, which is down by Georgia. Sure. Uh, they, I know geography. Azerbaijan. <laughs> they've got a creature there that they call Almasti. Okay. okay. That's the Bigfoot of the Caucasus region. Where we're going is far east Siberia, like Yakutia. Okay. There. That's on the, the risk board. Yeah, it sure is. You yeah, know yeah. where that is. I love that country, actually. <laughs> um, and, and in my mind, that's where like Russia's population sparseness, that's at its height of sparseness. Peak, <laughs> it's peak sparseness. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I love oxymorons. I just had to use it. Yeah. Just there's, there's hardly anybody out there. Um, and it's just all forested, all swampy. You get some rolling hills, some mountains, depending on the specific region. In Yakutia, they call Bigfoot or, or their Bigfoot creature Chuchuna. Oh, Chewy. Chuchuna. Ah, <laughs> yeah. nice. Chewbacca. Um, some other native peoples also call it Muliana, but we're just, just for simplicity, we're going with Chuchuna. Chuchuna. Okay. So Chuchuna has a lot in common with Sasquatch, Bigfoot in North America. Tall, large, human-like creature, extremely strong, surprisingly agile for its size and quick. It's covered in everything I've read. They've described it as wool, mm-hmm. like long wool, which again, if you're in Siberia, you're a creature, that makes sense. You're, you're going to need something thicker than just normal Your fur. fur. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So covered in a long wool. And there have been reports of Chuchuna throwing rocks, like at, okay. at people, that at tracks. settlings. I think I've that of Sasquatch. Yes, too. yeah. That's a very common trait that people report for Bigfoot. Yeah. But prepare yourself for the differences now. Okay. I almost wanted to refer to these creatures as wild men rather than Bigfoot-like creatures. Here we go. This is why. Chuchuna have bows and arrows. Uh oh. <laughs> Primitive bows. Oh no. Spears. Oh crap. Metal knives. What? And uh, they sometimes fashion rudimentary clothing out of skins of dead animals. Oh, not people. No, not oh people. Oh my gosh. That would be horrifying. <laughs> okay, so they clothe themselves. They clothe themselves. They fashion And they clothing. arm themselves. And they arm themselves. So we're talking a technological civilization, basically. Primitive, Very primitive, but, but yes, they 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 can craft tools or intentionally tools. Yeah, it, it's believed if the blood of a slain chuchuna lands on the clothing or on the hand of the hunter, that his whole family will go insane, <laughs> which will eventually lead to their deaths. Oh, this death, the premise, insanity. The premise being that hunters are hunting these things. Well. Hunter's a general term here, right? Okay. If someone kills a chuchuna and the blood lands on you, you're in trouble. The same goes if you steal the chuchuna's knife. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that knife, man, but the people of Tunguska, right? That's where that big meteor 100 years ago exploded. Uh, and yeah, there's there's right. lots of weird stuff out there that happens too. But the people who live there, they have a tradition that chuchuna want, that a chuchuna once broke into a barn stole all the food storage that was being stored for winter. The hunters followed its tracks and found it in a mountain cave. 
Okay. The chuchuna dropped down on its knees and started muttering something as if it was like pleading for like mercy. So like they're intelligent creatures. Like it uh, knew it was in trouble. That's disturbing. Um, but without well, hesitation, they, they stabbed it. In. Uh, and their families went crazy. I, I, you know, I don't Until they died. know what the rest of that story is. What the crap? So that's this oral tradition of, wow. of those people, which is another common trait I've seen. The word that's been used in Russia is inarticulate. Um, I, I would switch it out for unintelligible. They seem to have an unintelligible language that humans don't understand, but it seems purposeful in what they're saying. Like they're trying to communicate or they have, you know. In 1929, an article was published in the local Yakutian newspaper. It purported that Chuchuna are real living creatures, and it even included testimonies of like eyewitnesses from that time, not just oral tradition, but actual eyewitness reports. I couldn't find this article as hard as I tried. I mean, it's almost 100 years old. Yeah. So yeah, in Far East Siberia. Wow, that is almost 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. wow. But it stated that two or three Chuchuna had been killed before and that the hunters buried the bodies and hid it from the authorities because they were afraid of being criminally charged for murder. So like that shows you how similar mm -hmm. mm. and how intelligent these creatures did seem. Ugh. But presumably these things are still covered in wool. Yeah. You know, but have the appearance and demeanor and behavior of a person. Of a man. A human. I know. So again, that's, that's why, like I said, I, I was tempted to, I am tempted to call them wild men. That's like upsetting. tribes of some missing link or something, you know? Because there are some of the articles do, they just call them wild men. Diki hmm. Aludi. But I, I just, out of the annals, annals? Annals. Anthropology. We'll, we'll, we'll not use that word because I don't know what I was going <laughs> to try to go with on that one. <laughs> but are we, are there any human tribes that are classified as wild men? I mean, the most like remote tribe I can think of don't, you, they're obviously hu humans. Yeah. Homo yeah, sapiens. Very clearly. They yeah. have their naked skin, you know, they're not covered in wool and exhibit, you know, really advanced language. Yeah. Fully developed languages. Culture. Communicate with each other. Art. Every, buildings. Religion. Know, straw hatched stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know of any, because, so, so that's where I'm. Then my next point, um, in 1933, a professor wrote another article about Chichunas where he called them a tribe of very undeveloped people, again, living in eastern Siberia, who were covered in long wool-like fur, and that they speak a kind of language that humans can't make sense of. They live a nomadic hunter-gatherer life alone or sometimes in small groups. And he says they, they don't attack people unless they feel like they themselves are threatened though they have stolen guns and clothes from people before. He ended his article with a call to action to put Chuchuna under protection by Soviet law because they had almost gone extinct by that point. So I think this guy definitely felt like there was more to them than just these wild animals. Like they are almost a... But he's you're, he's he's seemingly tracking like population. yeah. Uh, again, I haven't read the actual article. This is yeah, so it's hard to say. I, I, I'm sure for him, again, he's he's probably looking at this as more of an anthropological approach, where he's talking to the locals, getting anecdotal mm. data rather than actual hard data. Sure, but if you compare that to other 
localities in other places of the world where you have similar oral traditions about Bigfoot, I doubt it's going to be as consistent or direct in the, in the statements and claims they're making as this appears to be. You know, we're consistently here. They're talking about the exact same being. Yeah. And, but anywhere else, it's going to be like, oh, I saw a Sasquatch. I saw a Bigfoot. It's not going to be like persistent. And like these yeah. cultural things, like it's armed. Yeah. It creates tools. Yeah. It was trying to mutter something to me. It was trying to communicate. That's really Killed it anyway. <laughs> I mean, you can't communicate with the thing. It's huge. It's armed. You've got to protect and defend your family. Until you get his blood on you. Then look what you did. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> and you probably stole his knife after the fact too. Mm. Double idiot. Well, this is probably how they learned not to do that stuff. Was that instance? Yeah. Mm. Right? Because they were someone. hunters. Boom. So, yeah, that's Chuchuna. Hmm. How do you... Chuchuna. Chuchuna. Are there any, like, roots to that name? Do you uh, it's it's not Russian. Oh. So, I have no clue. Yeah, um, yeah different language. Hmm. Same, I mean, all of them. Alamasti, no clue what that's supposed to mean. Muliana, don't know what that means either. They're, huh. they're all non-Russian languages. This one, however, this is a very specific event. It's probably more of just, I mean, it's not quite folklore, I don't think, but it's probably more of a tradition, an oral tradition, rather than a what appears to be an actual population of creature that has had consistent sightings over the years. Okay. All the article said was a long time ago. <laughs> So I don't even have a date it's range, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'd say probably, man, maybe a thousand years ago. Well, it's probably where that's I'd a put long, it. right? Mm. But I know, I know. Well, maybe not even quite a thousand. Anyway, I'll get into it. So this is northern Russia in the Komi. I actually don't know what it is. Oblast, Krai, whatever republic in Komi. Back when there were just tribes of people living along the Pechora River. They hadn't even learned agriculture yet by this point. So they hunted fish and they could breed cattle. A thousand years ago, they hadn't learned agriculture? Very <laughs> remote, remember. <laughs> that, that's I, I, that's noteworthy in and of itself. Yeah, I'd have to look more into yeah. the history of like the Slavic tribes, but I, I, think, I think they were slower to get there and probably in large part because of their environment. I mean, it's just a lot just more to. difficult to... Oh, okay. You know, to... Got it. That's why Ukraine's the breadbasket. Yeah. But they, they had actual, like, permanent settlements and stuff. They weren't nomads traveling. They were wow, rooted. That's, that's different. In their villages. Yeah, this okay. is pretty different. This giant... I don't even know... I, again, I don't know what to call it. This giant wild man started showing up. And they called him Yagmort. Cool. Cool which name. literally means forest man. Oh. They said he was as tall as the trees, as tall as pines. What? He would prey on women, children, and cattle, and just had the demeanor of like a wild animal. Is that because you don't prey on men? Because like, is this just a masculine thing? Like, we're <laughs> never going to call it like you're preying on men? Like, because they're fighting back? This seems... Hmm. I don't well, like it. Well, I mean... I can think of a few of our listeners that are not going to like that. <laughs> this is definitely a damsel in distress story. Right. Okay. 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 He wore crude clothing made out of bear fur. Okay. A lot of bear 
Yeah. No he probably kidding. smelled real bad. Probably. Dead bears are stinky. So at one point Living he chose a night darker than most nights. And he set a blaze to trees, to the trees next to the village. That? So he could start fires on purpose. Yes. So right. within this chaos that he created, he stole the daughter of one of the village elders. Her name was Raida. Raida was betrothed to Tugan. So Tugan, he's like, yo, bro, still in my, still in my woman. So he gathered all the other men in the village and they took off after Yagamort to go hunt him down. Yeah. Giant dude. So he's obviously leaving tracks. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so they follow the tracks. They're obviously armed. They're ready to go. They find a point of hiding by the river bank to wait for him to ambush him. He comes out. As soon as he stepped on the river, the bank, they jump out. And, like, they just go at it, man. They're throwing spears, shooting arrows, throwing rocks at him. And he just, like, stares at them with this, like, just bloodthirsty, animalistic stare. Let's out this crazy roar, grabs his club, and just starts swinging. You know, just hacking guys down. So then this battle takes place. And they're just battling out like so long. I don't know how many men were in this village, but the battle goes on long enough that Yagmort eventually collapses from exhaustion after killing who knows how many men. He just tires out and falls down. So the surviving men gathered around and cut his arms off. Nice. So he couldn't do any more damage. When he woke up, they're like, all right, where is she? He didn't bleed out. Uh, <laughs> it might have been hands. It's the same you word still in bleed Russian. Out from your hands. That's that's true. <laughs> you still have arteries that get down there. That's always something that bugs me. The same. It's the same word for foot, or excuse me, for hand versus arm. Oh. And it's the same word for foot versus leg. Really? I hate Boo. it. It's hard. That's Russian. Yeah. Get it's out. Weird. weird. How? Wait. No. Uh, wait. How do you refer to your foot? Your left foot. It's the same as you would say your left leg. <sighs> Yeah, it's weird. Russia, anyway, that's a glaring. <laughs> <laughs> fix your dang fix language. <laughs> so Yagmor comes back to consciousness, tells him where his cave is. They go to the cave. He can know. speak. He probably went <laughs> <laughs> pointing Sprayed stuff, blood, but he arterial blood them. over in that direction. So oh, I mean, there are different accounts. Some accounts say he took them there. Let's go with that. He led them to his cave. Tugan finds Raida dead oh she did she wasn't even surviving he also had a ton of just like all of his plunderings in the cave they took those all out burnt it all they took yagmort back to where the battle was chopped his head off shoved him into a grave Mm -hmm. and drove a stake through his chest into the ground just to make sure yeah so he couldn't stand up buried him up and then from that point on the tradition carried whenever you passed by his grave you take a rock you put it on top and you spit on him. <laughs> okay. And they say that now, to this day, a mountain stands where his oh, grave was. Darn. It may be not a literal mountain, but a mountain of rocks. I, yeah. You know, I'm not so sure. Okay. okay. Right. That is quite a myth. Yeah. I'll show you some pictures. We'll, we'll have, not pictures, paintings, artistic representations of Yagmort. The They'll be in the show notes. They're actually really cool. You guys should check them out. But I also found a Russian YouTuber who, the way to which he refers to Yagmort makes it sound like he thinks Yagmort is more like a Bigfoot-like creature. 
because he thinks Yagmor still lives. Oh, and so he posts videos from the Comey region, going around Mm, the forest, looking for him, looking for things like footprints, right, and other traces that this Yagmor creature or species is still out there and still alive. Huh. So I'll I'll stand by it. If Bigfoot lives, there are definitely Bigfoot in Russia. You heard it here. Oh, wait. How'd you end it? We have to laugh. <laughs> Do we have to? No, but no. What's, what's your conclusion? <laughs> oh, that was it. If Bigfoot lives, big there there's definitely Bigfoot in Russia. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great. Yeah, laugh at that. Put, put a <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you dang it that's what I was gonna do oh shoot do it you're gonna do it better thank you for being our brother wow did that might be too that? energetic though okay <laughs> we'll, we'll take another run at it then okay for, for being our brother. brother. <laughs> that first one was <laughs> Gotcha. For show notes, rockin' merch, and other brother goodness, check out our website at anotherbrotherpodcast.com. Be sure to come back next week. And tell your friends so they too can become a brother of a year. Brother of a year.